Hey, it's your DM Jamie. Before we get into the table talk, I just wanted to take a second to come on and say thank you so, so, so much for listening to Woven. Um, if you are listening to this post listening to all of Woven, which I hope you are because this is pretty spoiler heavy. Um, this was uh, an absolute joy of a campaign for us to play. Uh, as you'll hear, or as you may have heard, I guess, uh, it took us about three years to play due to all of the breaks we took for life stuff in between. I know I say it a lot, but this is a hobby, not a job, and um, I just want to say thank you so much for being so very patient with me if you did happen to stick it all the way through from beginning to end. I really, really, really enjoyed doing this campaign, this podcast. Uh, it is worlds beyond what I ever thought it would become when we started Harmony, and I'm very grateful for that. As you listen to the table talk, if we didn't answer any questions that you might have, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram or even the uh, contact form on the bottom of our website, which is attemptedadventure.com. Um, I'd be happy to answer any that I can, and I hope you enjoy listening to probably the last thing we're going to post for a little while until we figure out what we're doing next. As always, friends, I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Should we cheers with our cheers wine? Yeah. Yes. yes. To a really good campaign. I had so much fun. Oh, yeah. We did a campaign, you guys. We did. I know, and it was really fun. Are we live? <laughs> Are we live? Should I put the recording sign I, on the Yes. I've missed being in a room with you four. Welcome back. Who are you not including? One, himself. Two, three, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss being in a room with you three. You're actually just throwing shade at me. <laughs> I feel like I've been awake for 36 hours. <laughs> you know, it's not far off. <laughs> I feel like we're stupid. all really mentally strained for this. No, we'll yeah. Let could me tell you, I've been time. manically playing Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, good, good, good. Literally, good. like I probably have over a hundred hours in there already. Oh, shit, like, really? I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't checked, but yeah, I no, I have been playing it from sun up to five a.m. pretty much every day since it came out, except for yesterday and the day before. I liked the campaign. I liked campaign. I liked campaign. Campaign, good. You heard it. That scared Haze. Haze, what did you think about the campaign? It's <laughs> pretty much exactly what he sounds like. What were your favorite parts of the campaign? I liked being on the boat. I think seeing the boat first too. Was the boat. First yeah, thought no, was the There's something boat. about D and D on a boat. I, did we do it in the last game? No, we didn't have any boat in the last. My game. My first campaign I ever played also ended up on a boat at one point, and it was my favorite part of that campaign. Too. I think you said that when I introduced the boat. Probably, yeah, yeah. I remember I, that. There's just something about D and D in like when you're in an enclosed space like that. I think it just makes it more, maybe more accessible because like I I can remember and conceptualize all the spots on a yeah. boat way easier than like all of the towns in a kingdom well it's also like a familiar thing too like every boat's gonna be different but when you look at it you're like okay so here's the hall here's the exactly yeah and i don't know if it's just like i like old timey boats because like i i have been on you know when you're in salem and they have like the tall ship that you can tour around yeah like there's something about those that i just really enjoy being on so when they end up in D &D, I just think they're so much fucking fun it's a good setting fun and it's a great setting because it means you get to fight like the big boy monsters because like yeah. i i don't know Huge. i think 
And the ship taking damage too. I was going to say, one of my favorite parts about the boat part of the campaign was that I was like, I know that I'm going to die if I try to punch this sea monster, but also it would be a poor role play if I didn't try to punch this (laughs) sea monster. The whole thing with the sea monster taking Urid. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the things coming yeah. out of the oh, water taking amazing. <laughs> That's the monster that got <laughs> Orid. Oh yeah, when Billy summoned the, sea, yes. the yeah. squid. <laughs> oh my god! Some extremely, extremely in character choices. And no. literally, like later on, we're in the town. We're like, oh wait, we can't send Orid. Like everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like. I don't know. There's something about being on a boat. It makes characters do dumb shit. Yeah. Well, we it was also functionally erased a character because we were like, he has to play dead for a while. Yeah. Get him in the box. Yeah. <laughs> he. It's. It was also one of those sessions that so inexplicably goes not my way. Yeah. Where I make a bunch of NPCs who are there as support, who are supposed to be really fucking cool. Maybe not quite as strong oh, as you yeah. guys, but they cool and so good. bad. And then the lower decks, yes, the lower decks that was happened. terrible. That happened throughout <laughs> the whole campaign because yes. it happened in the future a lot. Yeah, it yes. happened to Orid. It ha- I think the only cool person who was consistently cool in the future was Marcy. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she was pretty Marcy good. Was, yeah, she was fun. And she because yeah. she was the only one who got my good rolls. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Also, you. Fantasy Long Island, Golden Sun. Oh, of course. That, Great. that was, was a highlight. I never wanted to leave. I really did want everything to come to us while we were in there. It makes yeah. so much sense that you guys like finished off your past time in uh, Fantasy Long Island before you went back to the future to fight again. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. just like, take our, take our people, keep them safe. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll there be was back. something so genuinely comforting about Marguerite. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why she literally murdered her husband. But still so upfront so about exactly. it. And that's, I really like the parts of D&D where, I, Golden Sun especially, as an example, where we sort of lean into the absurdity of like, we're in a fantasy world where pretty much, it's a alternate universe where anything can be happening. And I don't, the idea of like Golden Sun is this big literal like utopia tiered city where everybody is from fucking Long Island is so, it's just, just far enough that I was like, beautiful. This is my favorite. This is It's like opulent. Everybody's from New Jersey. Exactly. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. I brought your fucking daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and the storyline in Golden Sun was fun too, because yeah. we were that was us down in the sewers, right? Oh yeah, the, with the, the bully, bully Wait, bugs. were you yeah. guys? Oh, when we first went there, was the reason that they had that voice because of that viral TikTok that you guys were always quoting around that time? Oh, the Bing Bong, Bing Bong. <laughs> it that might have played an influence, and uh, that's amazing. I yeah. don't know that that was what made. I, think I don't think just, that's what made. I think, like, I think subconsciously that it was oh, on your mind. Maybe. I think the first person we talked to was Marguerite, and after that we were all just like, "Oh, they're from Long Island." She I just, guess. yeah, it, she Emerged she was one of those ones you. where I didn't have an NPC prepped. Yeah, you guys were like, "I want to go to the market and talk to a seller," so I was like, "Seller." She's gonna be a lady. They're gonna talk to her, and I didn't have a voice. And the first thing that came out of my mouth sounded like she was from Long Island, yeah. so I committed. Gorgeous. And that's on improv, baby. What's the most outlandish thing that we did as a group? Oh my god! I was. What didn't we do? <laughs> we are sort of a chaotic group. Like of with D&D Harmony, players. it was for sure poop serving. Right? Oh, oh no, it was war crime. Poop serving oh, and war, war crime oh, yeah. <laughs> were hilarious. Which 
since then you've done some worse thing than than the war crimes episode but that was i don't know oh uh, you're we, right cutting off the tongues of all of we, those uh, <laughs> we we cut the tongues out of people <laughs> we, took the t- we were done we were done <laughs> didn't we took the tip. We gave him a lisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, oh my did God. Do it, didn't yeah. we Mussolini someone in Woven to, like to honor our past oh, selves? We, it was you, um. It we, we, no, we, we tossed Killian's body out the window to the crowd yeah. below. <laughs> the withered yeah. husk of his body. We right. mad masked. Oh. When you take down a dictator, you have to give him to the people. It's yeah. just part of they the process. They deserve it. It's yeah. humanity. Yeah. Mm. A hush falls <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something and then I took a drink instead. What's the most outlandish thing you did in Woven? Well, uh, jumping on the head of a dragon turtle. Thank you. Ah, that was Thanks. sick. A lot of them are Mido because his character is broken. Yes, um, truly. Running alongside an arrow that you shot. <laughs> had to do it to him. Was fucking fuck wild. That's right, wild. that's right. You know no, I had to so do right. it to him. The yeah. first time Amanda summoned eight, I think it was spiders or yeah, snakes, poison spiders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was that was <gasps> yes. the first future battle. Mm-hmm. I saw that they did double damage. So, uh, oh, Billy stripping the security guard naked at the power plant. <laughs> oh player. my god! Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> if he's naked, he's not gonna want to run outside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's I forget then, so as much we ran by, I threw the it. pants into the thing as we ran back. Um, oh my god! What about when uh, I lassoed a dragon with JP's ladle-shaped? Oh my god! I totally yes. forgot about that. My god, that was so cool. That was that's such an understated uh, session for me. Was that whole dragon that, situation? Um, not what is that city? Golinson. Thank you. Because that was it, that was re- like a really intense moment, and I feel like it was undercut by how n- like nervous and excited I was for you to guy you guys to finally mm. get the watch. Because right. like this that at that point I had written so much of the campaign, like broad strokes wise anyway, that I was really excited for you guys to get the big thing that was finally going to push the campaign along. Yeah. So the dragon fight was awesome, and it. I was just not excited for it enough in the moment. You were more excited oh, for the watch. Yes. Yeah. Was yeah, yeah. what it was. But it, that was such a cool encounter because you were all doing different things and pretty much none of it was fighting the dragon. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's it was so true. cool. Like fucking JP was like invisible and he sprinted and got the Andrea blade. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Which had its whole own storyline and we just abandoned it. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mido climbed the church and then lassoed the dragon. It was sick. And then, like, jumped off it and took no damage. Yeah. I think okay. Billy and Ilo were both helping people fight the dragon, right? That sounds about right. I think so. Or did you... No, you cast Spider Climb on Mido to help him get up the church, I, I did think. do that. Bless you. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good session. Um, Yeah, the Andrea Blade was supposed to be... I had dropped some lore about it on your way to Golinson. It had the power to expel evil and keep an area safe from evil and monsters. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to come to a head where it was hopefully passed along to future or to keep Nustoria safe. Oh, nice. But but we never explored it. 
like we, you didn't have it appraised, you didn't have it yeah. looked at by like a an artificer or anything like that. Wait, so but we did, we had it right, and you talked JP about had it. I remember well, a couple because I, I had thought it was going to be something, and then I had asked Jamie about it, and I realized this is me confusing character brain and my brain. Right, because I asked Jamie about it, and it was like, yeah, it's like a plus two damage to so and so, and I was like, oh, neat. And then in my brain, I was like. Well, that's that answered and <laughs> entirely forgot like, oh, it's a magic object. Probably I should talk to an NPC yeah, about it. It's a cultural yeah. touchstone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were like, nope. it didn't it wasn't it wasn't like necessary to yeah. any major story beats. It just would have been a cool thing to weave in. Yeah. So I had like put it in there as like a kind of a fake fake honey pot, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. towards the beginning. And then it would have been pretty helpful at the end but you guys had no fucking trouble because what the fuck <laughs> i guess i have to double the strength of my encounters sometimes no 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 no, no. yeah Keeligan had some insane shit i hardly I got to use any instead that's there is something anticlimactic and yet extremely satisfying about walking in on a man who is like the uber villain and like <laughs> I ima- the way I think of it is Immediate like mid speech it's just like us beating the shit <laughs> yes. out of him with like four lead it's, pipes yes. like, well it's just like imagine you're chilling in your office just doing exactly. your normal work and then a dragon crashes through the building constantly I, I do worry that. I, yeah that's like always on my mind at work yeah. Hell yeah. oh god the dragons it was so good yeah, that was amazing. Because he was supposed to get towards like that center spot, right? In like the center of the room. Yes, because there was yeah. like stuff was uh, coming yeah. out of yeah. His so, office was so big. His office was fucking huge. I had yeah. like I had like sixty five movement yeah. speed, and I still couldn't get around effectively. So hit, uh, let me. I can pan here and show you. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can huge. see this. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. his office ended up being. I probably could have scaled it back a little bit, but um. How Let's do you see. make maps, Jamie? I don't know. You use um, <laughs> Dungeon Maker or is it Incarnate? I use Dungeon Draft. Dungeon Draft. So dungeon draft. underneath the dungeon, underneath his office was his... Um, what? Yeah. So this was his other lab where he kept all oh. of the magical creatures that he liked to collect and experimented on them. And We didn't free did them. We didn't stuff. free them? You didn't find well, it. <gasps> I, I assume at the end of our journey, we did find it eventually. We well, just didn't he- like that's it. That's headcanon at best. The people who will have <laughs> gone exactly. into Killigan's exactly. office and like overtaken him and all that stuff. How do you get down there? Was there an entrance? It was that, that stone platform in the middle was the elevator. Oh, the elevator. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's why that... Um, Gibbering Mouther came up in yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah. battle. Gibbering Mouther. <laughs> yeah. Because did you have like a series of uh, monsters you were going to yes, put through I the had center? A, I had a, a table of 12, yeah. which is why you rolled me a d12 for no reason. And he was supposed to be able to access it throughout the battle, but he was incapacitated for about 80% of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to let you get the chance. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you Your get the heroes, chance. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that one was really fun. I I think I just tried to pack too much in, or you guys were just extremely efficient with your time. Yeah. I think we were just lucky. I, I do think we got really lucky. I think oh, we, yeah. Yeah. it was just yeah. lucky. You guys were rolling insane. I was rolling mediocre at best. Mm. Or it is 40-something now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I think there's something very satisfying about being yeah, like strong enough at the end of the game that you 
can finish. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. And yeah. and Orid is you got to be thirty five to run for president anyway. That's so, so true. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. In the He's in his Obama years. Aww. Yeah. Uh, speaking of maps, what was your favorite map? We we only started doing good maps, aka not poorly hand drawn by me, about halfway through this campaign. I think. Uh, I don't remember playing without them. The first ones were. Thistle Creek Manor. I really liked the Thistle, Thistle Creek Manor one. That's the one I was going to say. Because you what lit up the things. You like did yeah. the little lights. Oh, in what so was that? So cute. Oh, so much There's fun. Thistle oh, Creek yeah. Manor. Um, I think my favorite was the chamber with all the monster statues. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really liked that. That, that one was yeah. cool. This one here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your tokens are still in there. I liked this one. I yeah. just thought this one had really good atmosphere. Thank you. It was spooky. Yeah, exactly. I like spooky. The whole cave system was really fun to do too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because um, that was my first. That was my first time using Dungeon Draft, so I was kind of exploring oh, nice. it all and figuring out like how. Yeah. Oh, the crystal chamber. Oh. TBT. Oh, oh that's true. Oh, I loved the. Um, well, it's a map slash like thing that we had to do with the guardians, where we each were in our own. Quadrant. Quadrant. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah oh. the arena. That one was cool, too. That was amazing. Yeah, I do love a puzzle battle. I'm glad that that one came out how I intended it. I, I was worried that it was going to be really annoying and, like, finicky, but you guys ended up doing great. Really well. Yeah, yeah. That one wasn't so hard. That one didn't take you as long as I expected it to, either. I was oh, like, really? I was, I was like, they're either going to get this right away or it's going to take way too long. Mm. But it was the perfect mm. amount of time. Hell yes. Because um, sometimes you guys get my things really, really fast. And I'm, I'm like, well, there goes four hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to have to make up the rest of this session. Here we go. Get your improv and hat on. Would you rather that we get it too fast or yeah, not get better? it? what's better? Yeah. Um, I think it totally depends on the thing and what's coming next. Like the beholder thing was like so How long. Because we spent, I'm going to say probably a half a an hour plus time. on that one. Yeah. I don't know that no, it was, def- like, I definitely felt really long. I don't know that we spent like hours. But well, like, so that one was oh. weird because there was also a battle in the middle where yeah. you yes. hadn't found yeah, out yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. touching the statue brought them to life yet. Mm. So... You we were so cautious in there. Yes, well, yeah, that's very true. And you totally could have gotten past that entirely. And then who knows how long it would have taken for you to get the Beholder thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, the Beholder one was good. What other encounters were super fun? Oh, my God. The freaking puppet <gasps> in the swamp. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh Everett, that was the eviscerator that was weird. or whatever. Nightmare. Because he was another one. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I remember him being, like, really spooky and then we grabbed him and shattered him on the ground. You literally shot a flaming arrow through his open mouth yes. and pinned him to a tree. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so once again, again, there's something really fun for me as a player where you walk into an encounter and it's like, and you're like, oh, oh, actually, oh, oh finally, I've got you just where I, and then we just fucking beat him to <laughs> yes, death. Yes, yes. And like, oh God, no. No villain monologue, nothing. Yeah, He's just exactly. dead. Exactly. Mid word, we just hit him in the head and kill him. And, and, and we go on. Ask questions we, Hated his vibes. Yeah, exactly. He had if bad you vibes. Don't like your vibes, you die. Yeah, that one was fun to edit. Yeah, fucking swinging around in the woods. Was the question favorite encounter or like favorite battle? Anything. Yeah. I think, and I think I might be conflating the two campaigns, and you'll have to tell me. 
During our escape from Mark on King's Land, was it me and you in like a carriage? Yes. That was the coolest I think I've ever felt as a player. Oh, 100%. that was agreed. Yes. Chase mm-hmm. battle and is it the was best. The chase, I don't. You were getting the surprise magic. attack with yes, the tidal wave. So cool. It felt that was maybe the most fun encounter in I the whole thing. I think that's one of the most. Because it was so cinematic and yes, beautiful. Yes, that's yeah. one of the things I can picture the most clearly. Yeah. Because it was beat for beat. Like, exactly what you wanted. The pace was perfect. Shit was happening. Yep. And then we flashed to Mito and Isla at Morgan's. And, and they're with baking. The- <laughs> <laughs> they're making fucking crab rangoons with yes, Goon. Exactly. Exactly. That's when Goon got his name. Oh, yeah. Goon. I explained Goon to a coworker the other day. Did she Aww. like him? He loved him. Oh, Aww. nice. He loved him. And I was very proud of him. He's my husband and I was right the whole time. <laughs> Which, also infuriating. Sometimes you guys are just right, right off the bat. And I'm like, there the goes bitch. half okay. a campaign. You guys, you're, or at least you played it off very well, though. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm really dumb. Like, my bad. So I completely was like. Misdirected. Yeah, misdirected. Good. good, good, good. Oh, here's a good question. Do you guys think that your characters got what they wanted or needed out of their personal story through the campaign 100 percent. yeah and like what what did that character growth look like to you i think isla was kind of floating in through life while also looking for elfie but mostly floating yeah and then she kind of had a purpose mm-hmm. and went oh. after it and found her husband so it kind of worked out there you go just a little bit yeah, similar type of note. I don't think Billy was looking for anything in particular. Definitely, like, probably wasn't looking for a romance, and it worked out really well. Huh. Well, half orc, half satyr baby. Oh. Weird baby. Weird baby. Quarter orc. Hard to birth Half satyr. I imagine. Traumatic birth. <laughs> little Cronenberg. Sharp. Tusks and horns and hooves. It's Green not like a, you know, uh, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy situation where all the boys are frogs and all the girls are <laughs> pigs. It's so true. I have no, you're so right. I'm so sorry. I think JP got what he needed. I mean, JP it. got the, it was like the climax of the campaign. Yeah, Dirk Winkle. This is true. Dirk well, that's, Winkle. I, I Between think like the, a Dirk Winkle and then like right after that losing the memories and stuff. Like yeah, that was, that like, was yeah. a wild chain of events. Yeah. The timing think, of the reveal was really auspicious, I feel like. Yeah. Which actually we talked about. Hinted to. I don't, we didn't talk about when it was going to happen, but I think we both talked about it being like a major moment. Well, so I the I wanted to introduce it at some point, but the further we got into the campaign, the more I was worried that oh, like, JP is really something. If I put this in, am I going to mess up Matt's whole character and, like, his whole, like, playing situation? So I had, I had asked. You did not. <laughs> yeah. And I think it I think it did give JP exactly what he needed. Yeah. Was it always going to come out? Was that always the goal? I don't know if it was the goal, but, I mean, I think we worked together on that yeah. backstory. I think it was sort of an unspoken idea of like, this is something that will probably eventually be revealed. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't think that we ever explicitly said like, this is going to come out at some point in the story. You're right. Um, but I definitely was like, it would be really cool if this came out at some point in well, the story. Exactly. I think it's like, because then what do you do? Every character change? with a secret identity. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it is something that, it's Chekhov's gun. If you have a secret identity in the first act, it better be revealed in the yeah. third, you know? Mm. Well, and it was so funny, too, because for, like, 
it was like two thirds of the campaign before that came out or yeah, like three, was... three quarters yeah. maybe. And you guys would say stuff like you would make fun of his accent and be like, he would be like, I, I don't choose to talk like this. And you would be like, oh, you're right. You really don't. That's just how you speak. And Matt and I would look at each other like, <laughs> I feel like one of the funniest parts was JP making fun of Urin's accent. Do you know that was not me trying to make fun of that accent? Sometimes when Jamie does an accent, I start speaking and the accent just happens to come out. Have you ever done that to a real person? But you were like, roasting oh. him right before that. So it just like yeah. happens. No, it, it was very fun. Well, well. <laughs> I love that. We did the Dirk Winkle reveal, and then we were like, but you should just keep being JP. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dirk I mean, kind of blows. It's very valid JP. to live as JP. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like we get none it. of us were surprised that it happened. We were like, all right, go tell us. Yep. <laughs> a pantsless man and a, and a hot rogue bust into a bar. That's the start of a really good joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what about Mido? Mido? Yeah, I liked Mido's arc because it was as simple as, like, I wrote it to be, mm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're a pretty funny podcast. It's If it's going to get heavy, it should also be simple, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I liked that, yeah, Mido was just, like, an influencer, you know? <laughs> At his core. Dear so God. do you think that after... um like everything was put back together and you were back in your time, Mido went back to the trio or the wood elves. Mm, not like for good. If, if he did, you know, I picture Mido maybe having gone back to like golden sun to be like a protector or symbol of the city. Cause they Love really that. like, they revered you all there. Yeah. yeah Cause I sure. shot an arrow and then I ran alongside it. It's there. So yeah. True. It's so true that happened to me i would go back to the location and stay there for the rest yeah. of my life yeah. yep 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 plus pops was there ah pops and marguerite um oh, who was everybody's favorite bird oh yeah oh talos yeah i well you know i mean I, not, maybe not counting talos just because like you know we were with her but i mean yeah. like of the people we had of the birds we had to find I, I think I. Oh, I like that swamp bird. You love swamp bird. Yeah. Oh, that's too. true. I love pops though. I do love pops. <laughs> like an old bitter man. There were four. Birds. Pops, and Echo, Ecrevay, and oh. the Secret Keeper. Oh, we're counting the Secret Keeper. Yeah, that is bird. That is what? What type of bird was the Secret Keeper? Secret we never oh got my to God. know. Okay, so we said that, and I was going to say it, and then something else happened, and we moved on. Um, she was an owl. An owl, okay, yep. Oh, cool. That yeah. made Very my fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, she was Perfect. an owl. Because um, she was mean, but the fact that she's an owl makes her cool and mean. Yeah, well, she was yep. one of those ones, I think they're the brown barn owl with like the, yes. the scary eyebrows oh, oh, and yeah. 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 Sharp little beak. Awesome. I loved trapping her in yeah. the room. Oh my God. That was one where it was so, so important and I so did not know what you were going to do, but I knew like everything had to go perfectly your way for mm. it to work because she was she was fucking OP. Like yeah. there I was would no really way... just cast blight into oblivion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you guys had just like run at her head on for a battle, there was no yeah. way you were winning. Yeah. So I think that that was played so well and it went as perfectly as it could have gone. 
I actually even liked the planning before the battle. That was yeah. fun. Not more than, but as much. Yeah. Because especially like we kind of knew there was a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were kind of, I think, stalling to a certain extent, <laughs> which was really cute. <laughs> But yeah, we did a lot of non-combat solutions in Woven, I feel like. Yeah, you guys I'm got like really combat solution. You got really good at like logistics and like mm. analyzing a situation before you go into it. Yeah. There were still things that you ran headfirst yes. into, which is fine. There are going to be those encounters, but I liked the amount of non-conflict things you you came to. Mm. Like the thing in um the bilge that terrible terrible bar where everybody was like don't go to the bilge don't go to the bilge and you were like obviously we're gonna go to the bilge bilge. and then the bilge was about to kill you and you walked away at the right time yeah yep yeah that one was good oh the bilge oh the bilge yeah it was a cool locale Mm -hmm. the island yeah i loved the pirate island Island was a lot of fun i could have spent a lot more time on the pirate island i loved being a parrot yeah the Pirate Queen Odelia one was the first time you ran away from a battle, right? I think I did a death save before we ran away. Yeah, yeah we got pretty Yeah, well, we weren't able to hit up. her. It, like, yeah, none was... of our so, attacks were hitting. She's an arch devil. Yeah. If you had continued to try to pursue her and, like, came into contact with her again or looked more into her, you would have found out that she's an arch devil who, because, because the gods were not taking care of the material plane anymore, hell beings were coming yeah. up and like doing whatever the fuck they wanted in the material in the material plane because there were no consequences. So she was an arch devil um, patron to warlocks who just like oh. started doing her own thing, breaking yeah. the rules, not caring for like, like the balance of anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people like Shorvay just became her puppets. Well, I was surprised that she didn't come back up. I thought we were going to see her again. I was, yeah, I, was... I guess she wasn't really instrumental. She was very much a side thing. Yeah, Same that thing I... with the whole carnival thing. Yeah. I did yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of expect that to kind of oh, crop yeah. back up again yeah. too. But it is a lot. Like it's there's so much meat there. It's it exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also so much going on with the campaign, and if other things hadn't been so much more important and time yeah. sensitive. Yeah. It easily could have I easily could have gone off on like a like a B story on that one for you. I liked that Echo was handling it in the background. It was yes. just like, oh yeah, Echo's looking into it. Yeah. I think that that was as far as like rounding out NPCs goes, that was exactly what Echo needed because he's a like a messenger without like a delivery to yeah, give, yeah, you yeah. know. So he can like track these people down and deliver them back to their bodies or whatever. I liked the birds. I loved I the, birds. the birds. I loved all the birds. Boids. Boids. Can I ask one? <laughs> yes, of course. What was the hardest part of the story to write? Um, I think, let me bring my notes up. Oh, do you want to know how long my notes for this? Uh, yep. Yes. Yeah. What it ends up being? On that note, how hard was it to write Alfie in? Oh, Alfie was one of the first things I tied in. Okay. Mm. So the broad strokes of your characters, I tried to... I basically tried to like pin them up at the top of the board and have those in there kind of. And it was hard for um, Mido and Billy because Billy didn't really have a purpose. Billy was just sort of like a, like kind of like a wayward teen in some ways. Yep. That's like, exactly. she doesn't know where she's going. <laughs> and I felt like Talos's main storyline fulfilled that for Billy a lot as like someone with a lot of um, teen angst to work out. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of drive, a lot of like 
ambition and a lot of kind of like righteousness to do what's right. So I feel like that worked for Billy and Mido was hard. I think just because... you haven't watched Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I wanted to do right by Mido's story and not just like force him into a box that he didn't fit in. And I was so worried that I was going to push your character in a direction you didn't want him to go. But I also didn't want to... I didn't want to like reveal anything to you. You know what I mean? Right. Like I wanted the stories to be organically coming up for all of you. So I feel like putting... I I half of me feels like putting Brimrig Goldmite in um, the Dragon Coast f- f- kind of felt like a cop out, even though I had planned it from the start. Yeah. Oh. I, I yeah. I don't know. Um. I feel like Allie's and JP's definitely ended up being the most fleshed out, just because you guys had a lot more turmoil to work through, like actually yeah. with other people who could be in the campaign. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Your your one-on-ones were so hard. Yeah. Your one-on-ones, woof, dude. Of those one-on-ones, did you have a favorite that ended up, like, did you have one that ended up being your favorite? My God, they were all so good. I think JP's, because JP got really real mm. with it, with Talos. Did you guys listen to him? I oh. actually still haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Wait. I left off on the Coliseum episode, I think, and I just haven't gotten caught up oh, since then. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think it's the most recent one. Okay. Or yeah, not the most that. recent one, but the one, one before. right before it. Yeah. Because the most recent one is your planning in the future. But I did know because Allie talked to Marguerite. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, we, we talked Mido about talk them to? after we yeah. recorded yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd Mido talk to? Grimrig. Yeah. Grimrig, right. Sensei. Yeah. And then you were Talos. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was fun. I liked that I got Talos. Yeah. <laughs> That they, was my favorite we had some shit to work too. out. <laughs> those were, I think those were so hard because <clears throat> you each had a different thing that, it was the watcher, by the way, taking a form of a person who meant a lot to you or changed your life in some way. Oh, it wasn't okay. actually the person. Mm. Yeah. So it was hard because she was trying to get you to the same like thought, which was, you've done some terrible stuff in the pursuit of like justice and change. Like what, like trying to sense how you came to terms with that in your head, Mm. hoping to get you to the point where it's like, of course I never want anyone to get hurt. I know that it's something that's going to happen, but I'm still, I still go out of my way to make sure it doesn't. And you all kind of reach that towards the end. Or I think for JP, it was more like, how do you, how do you actually perceive yourself now that you're working towards yeah. something good? Like you still act like the bad guy, but we know you're not. And we want you to mm-hmm. admit that that one was so hard because I felt like they were just all going to become the same conversation to each of you in a different voice. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I, Cause I did not feel like that. Okay. Yeah. If I felt like I avoided a little bit because I, I pulled anecdotes from your stories and I tried to tip you off that it wasn't the real person, not only in the fact that they don't they didn't look like world weary like they might have, but yeah. they also knew things they shouldn't have known. Right. Yeah. Like Marguerite shouldn't have known you had Alfie yet. And Grimrig shouldn't have known you went to the future. And I think yeah. I think uh Max Max knew that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Talos was hard to convey that yeah, with because she, yeah. Actually, no, Talos was real. She was I the only thought one. so because we talked later. Talos, Talos was the only one who was real. Yeah. Yep. The the secret Whatever. or the watcher let her do it. <laughs> cool. They let the junior cop into the interrogation room. Yeah, well, she's a god now, so. It's true. Fuck off my time god. Fuck off my time god. Fuck off, I'm a time god. Hell yeah. I like the one-on-ones. Yeah, that was really fun. I do think the moments where we like separate physically, I think they're fun. I I'm sure for some players it is not an enjoyable part. I like it. I like I can see I can see a type of player that does not like being asked to leave the table yeah. during gameplay. I think it's really fun. Well, I, I like play not with knowing. Them. I was just <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was just sad when we did the one-on-ones because I was like campaign's going to be over. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know. That's my calling card when the campaign's getting close to the end. Everybody else out. You We're get a one-on-one. <laughs> the we last do a debrief. The last time we did a one-on-one, we did it over Zoom yeah. and everybody else got to listen. Oh, yes. But it was oh. muted. This time you didn't get to hear them in person oh, yeah. and you had to either hold it close to the chest or talk to each other yeah. about it after. That's kind of what I like about them. You you actually have to brief each other in character. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. The first what was the first one we did in this campaign? Oh, that was in Golden Sun. Because you guys found the poster of JP. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I don't mind leaving, but I'm always yeah. sad when I'm missing the tea. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. I love finding out which bits were planned and which bits were not. What was like the biggest story beat that you had to make up on the spot? Well, Marguerite's whole ordeal. <laughs> that completely changed Golden Sun. Yeah. Yeah. It became fantasy long for Island. the better, honestly. Like all of the characters, yeah. Had... But it also became an escaped prison, you know, or a, <laughs> a convict reform paradise or whatever. Only, only Marguerite's farm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I it, it completely breathes a new life into the people and culture of Golden Sun instantly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. What else? Uh, you invented Schlimbies. I really liked oh, that. Yeah. Oh, Schlimbies. Wow. Eggs Benjamin. Eggs Benjamin. Um, oh, shit. Well, what a, I feel like I had a good handle on this campaign. Oh, real uh, excellent. That's very interesting. I like that. Fucking, okay, this isn't an answer to your question, and I'm sorry. The Thistle Creeks oh, yeah. did not know that there was a god beacon in the mountain they were charged mm-hmm. to protect centuries ago. They didn't know. They didn't know. It was it was a wives' tale passed down through generations, but it was not like a physical torch. Like there was no physical evidence for them. They didn't go into the mountain. They stayed in their little valley. They didn't know that they were actually protecting the temple of the gods. Interesting. (laughs) And the day you had arrived, Barb's grandmother, who was her predecessor, had just passed away. Mima. And that's why you heard the solemn music going up the mountain because oh, it was man. the funeral procession for her grandmother. Damn. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. We were not good to the thistle. I mean, Which listen, I, I promise. I promise I had written before you came up with Mima. Oh right. Remember when I passed off a vial of <laughs> oregano. oregano? One of as my favorite dead relative. One of my favorite things that <laughs> happened in the whole campaign. What did you do that I had to make up on the spot? Would, are there any that you think I made up on the spot? No, not really. This one felt very planned. Yeah. You, yeah. If, if you did, you fooled yeah, me. Yeah, mostly I was just afraid of missing something big that you had planned, like the Andrea blade. That I think as a group, did. we are a little bit 
hesitant to go off script most of the time. I think we all recognize that, like, we're making a podcast. We want this to be fairly coherent. I don't think any of us are trying to. That's not true. I'm always trying to fuck something up. But you guys are pretty good about, like, getting a task and sticking to that task. Yeah. I think in a lot of D&D campaigns, it sort of goes off the rails because there's not necessarily, like, a common cause to keep it going towards our like desired end state. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I don't know that we give you a ton of reason to improv an entire arc or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I felt very planned. This one didn't feel like all, there wasn't a lot that felt super off the cuff. I think Not the big stuff. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of little stuff that ends up being. Well, like I that. think that's, that's interesting because I let let loose on the reins a lot more in this campaign. Like mm. the last one I had like everything written and I the reason I struggled was because you strayed from the path which is, which is exactly what you're going to do as a player. Yes. You're never going to go on the exact path that I am writing based on what I think you're going to do. And so I let loose on the reins a lot and I basically just like wrote essentially clouds of things that were happening yeah. around you in the world which I think is how you should be writing like a a campaign aside from specific encounters so like i know one of these clouds is the initiative club is out looking for you in mark on kingsland while you're doing whatever you're doing killigan has uh gotten away with something and you have no fucking clue that that happened at all like that didn't come up till the end of the campaign i think like as far as a whole thing i had to improv the whole race between you and billy and the the um, cart in the cart oh, through the yeah. woods was one of the best ones. That I one know. was fully. That was not going to happen. No, I, that it was not. Yeah, planned. and that there were so many consequences yes. because yeah. of it. Yeah. That That's happened awesome. because you did that, and that was had a major butterfly effect on the rest yeah. of the campaign. Yeah, which was so cool. I could feel you loosening the reins too, because a lot of the times we looked at you and you're just like, okay, <laughs> okay. It was like a game of chicken. Yep. We were like, what should we do? And you were like... You were unfazed. I'm well, prepared for anything. I explicitly didn't want to say or didn't want to give you orders yeah. in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. it felt like there was a lot of railroading and harmony that I regret, but I also understand because it was our first campaign. Exactly. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Well, I also think it's, again, in making a coherent podcast, I think it's important to not what is it when a game is like on rails, right? Yeah. Really, you don't really have a choice. You're just yeah. sort of going and doing whatever. I don't, I doesn't feel like we're on rails, but it does feel like there are like kind of story training wheels, right? Sure. You don't need to go crazy. We, we, if we're out of ideas, if we're not sure where to progress next, there's always like Talos to say like, what do you think we should do? Right. And get a little bit of that DM I input hint. through a yeah. character, yeah. right? Yeah. Also, That's I mean, also... there are obvious things like I want to see how this pans out. Like, yes, So of I course. want to exactly. continue to pursue exactly. this. Well, in a lot of, a lot more stuff, this, this campaign felt more natural in a lot of ways in that like things you did had actual real-time consequences that you might not always have been yes. seeing that were going to come up again later whether you wanted them to or not. Yeah. And that that wasn't really... This game felt more Breath of the Wild. Harmony felt more like Ocarina of Time. Love that. Like Twilight Princess. Mm. Like there are these set destinations. You don't know how they connect on the map. You don't really know where they are in relation to each other. And you are going to go there because these characters say you are going to go there. This one was like, here's this world. Please run around it. it. Allie's like, 
there's horse riding mini games in all those games. I don't know what you're That's talking so about. That's so true. There's I, only horses. I, I only see horses. You guys had a horse in your, in your party this time. It was awesome. That's true. Come in. Come yeah. in. Yeah, I was nervous about having Talos there all the time for you because I didn't want it to feel like I was playing as another player and the DM. Oh, so yeah. there were a lot of there were a lot of things that Talos maybe could have or should have stepped forward in, but I didn't want to take. I loved her. I didn't yeah, want to take the reins of the the party away. And I like the in world explanation that she was just fucking clueless about the corporeal world. Yeah, yeah, like, yes. Like I feel like it's perfect. It's yeah. just like a she is along for the ride, but she's got uh you know omnipotent knowledge. <laughs> yeah, she was cool. Perfect. Perfect. What else? So I've already asked you this one, but we haven't recorded an answer yet. In the course of planning a campaign, obviously you're writing way more than we eventually use. Mm -hmm. What is either your favorite or like the biggest thing that we simply never touched? We mentioned the Andrea blade. Yep. Um, And the laboratory underneath Killigan's office with all the experimented animals. I would have, Billy would have loved that. Let's see. So Pirate Queen Odelia was one of the first things I wrote. We got there. Yeah, I didn't do too much digging into her, and she was apparently really interesting. You know when, like, you finish out a campaign and all you can see are, like, the highlights Mm -hmm. in your head? Um, One of the things that I kind of wrote and then abandoned pretty fast was the mechanics of the static. Which was supposed to, it was supposed to hurt you really bad in the beginning, but as you got more inept at, or not inept, um, Adept. adept at traveling through it, it would hurt you less till eventually like you were oh. kind of able to control your path through it to the ne- to wherever it led. We um, didn't go to the future enough for that to really be I yeah. really wish that I had written more like mini future jumps and not just the big strokes. There was just so much I was writing into the yeah. campaign. Yeah. I feel like three was a good number to go to the future. Well, yeah. I mean, well, we had like the mini one and yeah. then like the big three like with yeah. like the Urid and like Killigan timeline. Yeah, definitely. That's actually a question I had. Were When we first jumped, I can't remember the name of the little town. Conistry. Conistry. When we jumped into Conistry's future, was that the same time period as the one that we went to in Markon Kingsland or was that different? Different. Okay. So the other, there were supposed to be more smaller jumps than that. It just never fit in quite right to what you were doing at the time. Yeah. And they were going to be that town in a different time, whether it was before or after. I guess it would have to be before or after you. Um, it might not have fallen on the same like thread time as New Storia. Okay. New Storia, the reason New Storia, you were like going back and forth is because physically the two strings of your timeline and the New Storia timeline were like corded oh, around each okay. other for yeah. a length of time. So like you were just physically entwined with that for a while and every now and then another string would like touch. cross your paths yeah. perpendicularly. Um which we never got into like are there more feathers out there? Who yeah. else is being just thrown through mm-hmm. time and doesn't know it and like all this other stuff. So I thought that that would have been cool to explore more, not to say I had a lot of it written out. But we, it just never really became. Yeah, that would have anything like exponentially yeah. increased the size of the campaign. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Wes had a couple questions. Let's see. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them is, who is your favorite NPC of the campaign, and why is it Marguerite? Ah. 
Yes. <laughs> you know. Follow up. When is the follow up one shot where the gang plays ex cons doing a weird job on the farm? Wow. Oh, so true. Oh, oh my god. Awesome. Favorite NPC. Carlo. Yeah. Is that the mouse? It's the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Another one that just burst from me as if I were a vessel for another soul. Yeah. You channeled him. Yeah. How much cheese are we talking? <laughs> I had the most bonkers idea, and I actually definitely want to do this. Of a one shot where you all play rats from Carlo's Colony. Oh Oh my god! And you like pull off a little rat heist. I love rat heist. Yes. Can we do a rat heist entangled up with the Marguerite? (laughs) Oh my god! Wild shaping. It's the ex cons versus the mice. (laughs) Or you are ex cons who got turned into mice. Oh, I love that. Oh, little Cinderella moment. Yep. Come on, yes. Like Marguerite sends you to the port of the damned to pick up some like weird export. Amazing. We all talk like this all day. <laughs> you have no idea who's what talking. is that? <laughs> it's oh. it's impossible to listen yeah. to. Yeah, it's horrid. <laughs> uh, I think actually Wes suggested that to me, and then my brain went, and I was like yes. writing it as fast. Yeah. Classic. Do some poop surfing. Hell yes! Finally, the return to poop surfing. The return you know. to poop surfing. Obviously, my favorite character is Marguerite. Yeah. yeah. But Why is it Marguerite? Because <laughs> she just shoots it straight. She does. Mm-hmm. Just whatever, whatever she's not she's bullshitting thinking. you. Yeah. I f- obviously, like, Marguerite is the favorite, like, most interactable. I think my favorite in terms of, like, intrigue was secret The Secret Keeper. Oh, yeah. I just think it's such a cool, like, idea for an NPC. Mm-hmm. Her whole vibe was very interesting she to me. She was really cool. Also not Alfie, but Goon. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> With the drawn yeah. on face. Amazing. Goon was so fun because Goon was his own thing. Mm-hmm. Just like an automaton that's there to serve and is going to serve regardless of who is asking him to do so. And no sentience. With a guy stuck inside just having to watch. Yep. Sorry, Alfie. Woof. Oh, Alfie. Goon in the Hawaiian shirt. What were you going to do if we didn't take him? You were going to run into the carnival again. We did that in one fell swoop. We said, let's steal this fucking robot and get out of here. It's pretty, uh, it was pretty conspicuous situation. I knew you were going to get something out of it. Yeah. Shorbe is so cool. Yeah. Shorbe Uh, was really cool. I love Shorbe. I am sad that we didn't get to do more with them. Yeah. That might be a fun one shot. That would be Mm. a pretty good one carnival related or if we ever come back to this campaign not campaign but setting and characters new campaign with them higher level they would be fun to revisit as like a different storyline on their yeah. path yeah. yeah level 20 my dough <laughs> oh my god um how would you say your play and gm styles have evolved since starting harmony to the end of woven we're better about playing and more honest about the rules. That's true. I don't feel like we're sticklers for the rules, but I definitely think we take them into account almost always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like you're not sacrificing for fun. Like when we were on the no, pirate island the and I was to. like, well, I could be a bird. And you were like, I was like, I want to be a parrot. You're like, just use the stats for like a raven. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or a crow. Like, yeah. yeah. And you could be a pirate. That's fun. You know? 
feel like that's kind of what the game is all about, you know? Yeah. Well, that's I the there's something in one of the rule books. I don't know if it's the D and D. It's probably not. But a lot of the newer rule books have a point in the rules where they say like these rules are here to help you if they if it is more fun to break the rules obviously do that yeah. yeah totally if if the rules are at the cost of fun exactly use them at your yeah dis- i more yeah. so mean like the actual math in the fights and stuff oh, like, oh yeah, where yeah i think we're just better at that now yeah, yeah. yeah. i do think we're much Roll faster 20 like really helped with the fighting yeah because like, yeah. like i used to be like i don't know i have no idea how far away i am from this yeah. sea witch yeah that quick once the encounter started getting more complex and intense that's kind of when i was like we got i gotta start using maps yeah and the first one we tested was actually in like google whiteboard or something yeah, oh my weird. god yeah because i didn't have a i didn't have a map maker yet i was making them by hand still yeah um yeah i think uh my favorite map from this campaign was definitely the pirate island yes mm-hmm. and my favorite map from harmony was Everstar. Oh, I was going to yes. say Everstar, too. Everstar was yeah. good. Badass. If your characters from this campaign interacted with your characters from Harmony, do you think they would like each other? Do you think they would get along? For sure. They'd be buds. Billy and Melody? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Portia will get along with anybody. And I love. <laughs> and so would I Yeah, so that's I don't true. think JP and Benny would no, get along. No, I think they along. would fucking hate each yeah. other. They would have like a sitcom together. Oh my oh god, my they would god. be such an odd couple. Yes. You're so right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if I would put Mido and Otto in a room yeah, together. Yeah. That might be too Mido much. Badly. That sounds horrible to me. They One of them would have the worst idea and the other one would make it somehow worse. Yes. Yeah. And then they would do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mido would start wearing a cowboy hat. That oh, is that true. Oh my God, Net him and positive. Terry. Terry Crews. Oh. Mida would love Terry Crews. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Wow, for the people who only listen to Woven and not Harmony, they oh, have no weird. fucking clue what's going people on. People who did it right. Yeah. I do think we all played very different characters in the second campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, our, the character from, even if they like, like each other or don't like each other, I think they are very different character experiences. Yes, definitely. I, oh, go ahead. I feel like we played true to our characters this time. I was going to say exactly that. Yeah, like we made decisions that we wouldn't make as players, but like our characters would. Yeah. Make. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. yeah a few I, times we were just like, I guess I'm going to go do this. I didn't do well on the boat. That serves <laughs> so well to the story, though. <laughs> like these things boats. are happening to your characters, and your characters are the ones who are making the decisions yeah. and changes to that. Yeah, I really liked that about this one. Yeah, I think that was also better. That, like, the character creation, we did a better. At least I did a better job because I was like, it's easier for me to embody Mido than Otto. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's well, easier for a- me to be like, all right, he would punch the turtle. <laughs> we we spent a lot turtle. more time on these characters too. Like we each sat down. I did get your yeah yeah one on one with you guys in JP for yeah. a while. In a way that I didn't really with Fenian. Yeah. Well, Fenian, like, I mean, like, those were, like, the starter to a new thing. And I, exactly. I get yeah. why they became what they became, but that game feels very light to me. Yeah. Yeah. I Which would die is, for Portia. I also would die for Portia, I think. Um, oh, the okay, so the time doesn't work like this, but Wes asked, if you could use the powers of the loom to go back in time and change something about the campaign, would you? What would you nice. change? Nice. Hmm. 
like as a character, like in story. I think it was just a flavorful way of saying, is there anything you want to change about the campaign? Oh, yeah. If you could do anything different, I guess, is like a, this is a creaky ass chair. It was a creaky, oh my God. If you could have done anything different or if like if there's something that you think about a lot, like, oh, I wish I had done such and such. Because I definitely have those. I don't know that I do. I have them constantly after we do sessions, but looking back. Yeah, not over the whole campaign. I don't think I have one. Um, maybe interact different with my parents when we went to the <laughs> <That's right. laughs> No, that okay, was perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I love that exchange though, because just like the sipping on the smoothies and like for me. <laughs> You're just sort of there. <laughs> so uncomfortable. That was so funny it was though. Really funny. I love it. I feel like when we encountered Killigan the first time, I didn't realized that he was going to be the whole big bad for the whole campaign so i might have given more weight to that yeah i agree like maybe i would have looked more into the killigan thing but we were also wanted by then and i feel like we were playing it more cautiously but i feel like i would have been interested in looking into that more i feel like i knew killigan was the big bad like immediately interesting i agree Hmm. he was so sexy with a name like killigan (laughs) yeah that'll do it yeah his name is literally Killigan. Like yeah. <laughs> the Killigan Morgan lore, I think, was some of my favorite stuff to but write. You wouldn't I let us can't ship believe them. you wouldn't let them be gay. That's fucking homophobic. I wasn't not so letting them be gay. Jimmy. They were just June. they had a very different relationship they that was did. important to Morgan's to, like, story. Poach him. It's twenty twenty three with gay. his penis. Oh my god! There's no more homoerotic relationship than that between man and rhino. Exactly. You guys are anyways awful. Yeah, are you sick of playing with us now? Not at all. I can't wait for the. I cannot wait for the next one. Oh, I'm so excited. Um. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you have ideas? I have a couple. I have a couple short form ideas before we jump into oh, okay. another big. Yeah, campaign. if we want to do some one shots, I'm into that. Well, you I can. was thinking of doing one of the th- thoughts I had was like um, like a short short campaign, maybe four or five sessions in uh, Kids on Bikes. Oh, right. nice! Like okay. a Goonies style adventure, but yeah. more like monstery kind of Stranger Thingsy. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about. Oh, I had a really good idea today, and I can't remember what it was. For something short form. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what I'm leaning towards for the next campaign campaign because I really like the idea of doing like space cowboy kind of thing. Nice. <sighs> Me too. And like just being like whether you play the good guys or the bad guys, whatever you want to do, just like doing it in space. Yeah. That's fun. Or I don't know, a full pirate campaign would be really fun. We just we have so many games we could try. Yeah. And I think branching into a new system would be explicitly really fun. Blades in the Dark, I'm very intrigued by. But that's that's explicitly for you play the villains. Oh. Yeah. Scary. Ooh. It's a good system, though. Interesting. I'd love to see us as villains. We basically are. Do you guys have any, like, thoughts on what you want the next campaign to be? Or hopes or aspirations? I want to start at a higher level. Mm, that would be cool. Agreed. Not like high, high, but no, but no, but high, yeah. but ten. Yeah, we started yeah. At three in Level this campaign. Three in this one. Yeah, three you're right. You're right. Um, 
three's we... respectable. Five is nice. And Five, I think, is a good. Yeah, so 12. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's playing a fucking monk. <laughs> We're all monks. I'm never playing anything besides a monk again. Yeah, that's fair. If we play kids on bikes, I will play as a D&D 5e monk. I will be inserting. <laughs> oh, I will. That's one thing I certainly learned this campaign. Uh, melee characters are fucking losers. <laughs> magic, it's magic characters exclusively from here on out. I feel like. It's way better. Oh, my God. It's way better. Rogues are hard. Rogue, yeah. I yeah, I don't know that this was a great campaign for a rogue. I don't know that there was a lot of like sneaking around to do. Yeah, you did great at Charvey's um trailer. Yeah, you did get that and the Silk Creek Manor too. Yeah, all early rogue stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then um, as it got more intensely magical, it was less. Yeah. When we were uh, in Killigan's office too, and you kept on sniping the guy and then ducking. <laughs> that was very stupid. <laughs> I love yes. that. I like that very much. I, oh, one of the things I wish I could change. I knew Theo was going to be there. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't just make Theo the one Billy was fighting because he was there for oh. Billy. I had him as a specific token. I didn't drop him on the board at first. Mm. I don't know why I didn't just say when and Billy got Theo. close to her, him, that's Theo. <laughs> like it would have made so much more sense. It's Okay. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty and all that. Hey, that's closed, buddy. Just jump into the window for me. I just want to see you know, why. Billy never loved him. JP more in that moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was an important character mm-hmm. moment. Well, yeah. that also made a lot of sense for Billy, too, who had just gone through this whole trial with the gods, where the gods were like, you have to think before you act. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you have to let things go. And... I think that the, like the whole cart thing, where mm-hmm. it like ended up being that like it cost so much, Urd ended up getting tortured. Morgan yeah. lost his eye. Yeah. House got destroyed. Really, like that focused in on that conversation for yeah. Billy. Yeah. So great campaign, guys. I gotta go home. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that, Mike? Fun reasons. Normal oh, reasons. A question that I was gonna ask. Sorry, the last question. I swear. That is maybe I don't know that it really needs to be in the context of the podcast. Are we going to continue recording? I think that's totally up to you guys. Um, if we do, I'm going to hold myself to less strict deadlines mm, and higher standards. Idea. That's a good that, idea. My, the big thing is like, does the editing make this way less fun for you? No, I. It has become a burdensome. little no. I wouldn't say burdensome, but harder to stay excited about and fit into my schedule now that we're out of COVID because like 60% of Harmony ended up being during COVID where all I could do was sit at my computer and edit and make music. Yeah. And now like it's, I have a house, I have a garden, I I have a job, like, but I would love to, I think I would just switch to doing bi-weekly or monthly episodes. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I mean, I like, to listen to it. I feel like I yeah, love to listen, I like to, listen to, to it. it. I, know I don't want to really be nice. I, I know like that there are people who I don't know how it. anybody else plays D&D without listening yeah. to it. Like I don't it's have really hopes nice or expectations to. of being Matt Mercer, but I like to like I feel like everyone should record their I sessions just and just listen access, to it. Yeah. yeah. I I think there are like so a whatever's great, the lowest maintenance way to do that. They're a great record of who we were as players. Yeah. They're a great record of stories that we told together. Inside jokes. Inside like it's such a special thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to do a cute picture of all the characters like you did for Harmony? Oh my god, I want to so oh, bad. Fun. I'll buy one. So yes. precious. You will commission. I'll give you one. Yeah. I know. I want to. I wanted to get more Prince of Talos, and then I forgot. God. Did I? I wonder if I posted that. 
She looks good. She She's looks good. Like, no. So cool. I, I wanted don't think to, that ever got posted. I should put it up. It is sick. She's in I the background it. of the photo I just posted on Twitter of our cheer. Oh, nice. Perfect. Um, yeah, I wanted to do a cosplay of her, but oh, I think it would be hard. Nice. Oh, All, right. Be All right. All right, Mike's got to poop. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say. Some more. <laughs> the Go campaign the has come land. full circle from Mito running out into the woods to shit to <laughs> Michael yeah. having to leave to run out to shit. Yeah. And I should just do it in the woods far are you gonna, far. Are you going to make it home, bud? I'm going to cry. Do you want me to cut so. this? <laughs> no. No. This is how this ends. Thank you so much for listening to Woven. Uh, Consider it weaved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't uh. know. Don't that... cut that. Don't you <laughs> dare cut that. <laughs> Literally, the past tense is woven. <laughs> Consider it weaved. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My God. Thank you. Thank you.